Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Geek Town Radio. We have a new co-host this week and it is our very own TV editor, Andrew. Hello everybody. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing fine, thank you Dave. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. Um, it's lovely to Great. have you finally join us on the show. <laughs> yeah, these words actually have a voice after all. <laughs> yes, you're not just an automated bot typing into a keyboard. <laughs> I've been called worse, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, what have you been doing this past week? What have you been watching? What sort of shows are your go-to shows? Oh, well, TV-wise, I've been thoroughly enjoying the new series of Red Dwarf. Um, yes. Obviously a classic for people of our generation. Yes. And whilst the new series maybe isn't hitting the heady heights of series three and four, it hasn't been this good for a long time. No. Um, some lines actually making me laugh out loud, which I don't think I've had since about gunman of the apocalypse so very well done to everybody involved there yeah i i'm really enjoying this series i think they're doing a stunning job with it, it it's it is has been the best in a very long time so yeah i i'm entirely in agreement with you on that i think it's been really good yeah i, I think uh, if you look carefully i think you can see elements of the slightly lower budget um, yeah. but obviously not in the writing i think the writing is uh, is about as good as it can be for for what it is um, although I do miss Holly. Yes, I do think it's a bit strange they've not decided that yeah, they've not brought Holly back in. Although I guess if Hattie and Norman decided they don't want to do it, it I, I don't know. Maybe or maybe it's a budgetary thing. I don't know. Well maybe if they didn't if they couldn't get those two, they could have brought back Queeg. <laughs> well, yes, that is true. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's going back up that's going back a bit. So that's Red Dwarf. Um on the other side, I uh, I've been struggling to get back into the fall. Okay, it's not obviously not quite as funny as Red Dwarf, <laughs> um, but I did the first. Uh, what are we on? This is the third series, isn't it? Third, yeah. Third. The first two were very, very good. I struggled to be honest with the first episode of the new one. I don't know if it's fatigue or with the with the premise, but it just it didn't grab me quite so much. I, I can't really put my finger on it. Mm, interesting. I I kind of fell out of that show. I think I watched the whole of the first season and I, I watched the first episode of the second one and then it, it, yeah. it sort of lost me somewhere. I think everything else overtook it and I just never quite got back to it or I was away when it was on or I don't, I'm not sure. But yeah, I so I've, I've never quite gone back to it. I'm sort of waiting for this season to finish and I may go and catch it up on Netflix later on. But yeah. There's there's too much stuff around at the moment for me to concentrate on it. Yeah, and it's nice to have some things that are a little bit more upbeat. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Fall and The Walking Dead, and which I'm sure we'll come to in a minute, yes. are very bleak, if, it's, if we're very honest about it. So things like QI and Red Dwarf and Mock the Week and Have I Got News for You, welcome punctuation marks in amongst all that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So anything else? I've been watching The Strain which I still think is quite good. It's not it's not a perfect show, but it's it's pretty enjoyable. Um yeah. it, it, I think that's on the third series as well now, isn't it? And Yes, got one um, more to go. One more to go after. One more this. to go, yeah. I when it started a couple of years ago, I thought I'll, I'll watch this. I probably won't enjoy it because it's very similar to so many other things. Um yeah. but it did manage to be quite interesting actually. Despite yeah. fairly fairly flat characters the storylines are relatively interesting yeah it's a it's an interesting take on the sort of zombies mixed with vampires kind of idea i guess that that yeah. seems to be the premise for it well yeah exactly I, mean, I think in in 10 years time we'll look back on this era as uh, you know superheroes vampires zombies and things and people will be back to police shows and lawyers and whatever you yeah. know Ellie Law that kind of thing and um, in fact it's starting already isn't it we're getting MacGyver and Dynasty coming back so yes, um, yes. I, I just wonder how much mileage there is left in superheroes and zombies and ghosts and vampires and things yeah I don't know I mean th- there's so much more places to put content at this point so you know maybe we're going to end up with with big shows for both yeah but with smaller audiences for each of them possibly true i mean i i suppose when when all ideas are exhausted we could always have another spider-man origin show <laughs> yes yes because that never gets old <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's some people that haven't been born yet that i don't know the story of spider-man's origins yet <laughs> yes maybe it's like the same people that don't know what happened to bruce wayne yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, that, that won't that won't come up in this week's programs. But um, Gotham is another series which surprised me in how much I enjoyed it, given the, the fairly low expectations I had. Yes, I sort of felt it lost its way a little bit in the middle of the first season, but then really picked back up again. It really did. It really did, and it, it's 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 almost a must watch now. It's, yeah, uh, it's right up there with the likes of where Twenty Four was about ten years ago when I was watching that. That was a, that was. Much watch live every week right yeah yeah no i've i've been really enjoying that um it's due back in reckon january i think they're gonna bring it certainly early next year it will be back yeah anything else we we, well we have qi don't we we have the sad loss of stephen fry yes Um, let's face it when stephen fry left it was either going to be sandy toxvig or dara o'brien that uh, (laughs) that i mean because the, there aren't any other presenters available. Yes. Although Chris Evans is free. Yeah, um, that, that is true. Oh God, that would have been horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Just the mere thought of it. Yeah, uh, she's good. She's good. But um, yeah. I think a lot of these shows, it, it does suffer a bit from having the same faces all the time. Yeah, I I think that's true. I mean, as much as I do love Dara, I, he's so overexposed on just everything. And we have this yeah. constant joke on the site about the fact that Dara O'Brien presents every show on the BBC, on BBC too. So, uh, you know, I think that would have been a, just a step too far. And I really like Sandy. I think she did a really good job 
fits in really well with that panel and has that sort of matronry kind kind of quality that Stephen had that sort of headmastery quality, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so I think it works. I think it still works. It does. I think they, they maybe missed a trick uh, by not getting Hugh Laurie to do it, but obviously I think um, yeah. BBC budget yeah. wouldn't stretch that far these days. No, probably not at this point. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see Hugh back on. I, I would like to see a show maybe when they reach a significant episode number where they put Stephen and maybe Hugh on the panel. No, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Just as a one-off as a special or maybe it's the last one when they finally get to Zed yeah yeah that would be good because Hugh yeah. actually did the pilot so you know it would be it. that was the only time I think he's ever been on so yeah. so it would be nice to, to sort of bookend it with that that would be quite good absolutely uh, I wonder was that before House yes that was, that was pre-House was. yeah it was pre-House yeah. when Stephen was you know he was a mate of Stephen's and they could rope him into it so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, hopefully he still is a mate of Stevens, but whether well, they yes, can rope him in anymore, it's a different matter. Yes, they yeah. still are. I remember uh, Stephen always had the story about when he was doing some work on Bones and they shoot house nearby, so he'd meet up with Hugh for coffee. And yeah. Hugh, ha- Hugh would always stay in his American accent because he found it very difficult to flip backwards and forwards. So he'd have to like uh. sit and have coffee with Hugh doing this American accent. It was like, will you stop doing that, Hugh? It's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, where Stephen Fry's accent is about the least American one you could probably imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, the the last of the last of the recent returns that I've been watching, I think um, maybe not one of the mainstream ones for for our readers, but is Air Crash Investigation, also known as Mayday. Oh yes, uh, which yeah. I think is now in its about sixteenth year or something like that. And it's yeah, something like that. It's been going on a very long time, and it's it's well made. Yeah, but it started with a dramatization of the Tenerife yes. crash, which they've done, they've done before as a special, but obviously computer graphics are always improving and they've, they've completely, it's just obviously it's the same story, yeah. but they've completely redone the, the dramatisation of it. Oh, interesting. Um, it, it's just as horrendous as it always was, obviously, but yeah. um, it's it's uh, it's a very good programme. Very, very interesting. It's not one I've ever caught, but uh, I keep on seeing it pop up on the list and it's like on its 17th season or something now. So <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably guilty for adding it into the list it's about as ungeeky <laughs> well it's, it's, it's geeky I suppose if you happen to be uh, an aircraft engineer but, yes um, yeah. no, if, sure. if, if, if you're not it's not it's not necessarily up there with Supergirl and Arrow no no very true mm. we have had a lot of new shows start this week which I've managed to get through some of them Crazy Head, which we've been pushing quite a lot on the site. It started on E4 this week and we have an interview coming up with Susan Wakoma who plays one of the two leads but I really enjoyed that it's written by the guy befi- behind Misfits, Howard Overman. Mm-hmm. Star Susan and who's the girl in it? Cara Threbold. Yeah, Cara yeah. Threbold. And uh, they play a couple of uh, people who discover they can see demons. Susie's character, Raquel, has been doing this, this since she was about 14. Kara's character, Amy, has literally just discovered that she can see demons. And they sort of team up to go and uh, hunt them down. That's the basic premise of it. It's described a bit as sort of Buffy-esque. Uh, I was going to Br- say a British supernatural. 
Yes, British Supernatural, British Buffy, it's it's kind of that element to it, apart from when you actually watch it, although the setup is very much like that, it's very, very British in the same way that uh, Misfits was a very British superhero show. Right. It's very much in that sort of vein. You wouldn't get some of the language past a US censor. So, you know, uh, you, you probably wouldn't get some of the makeup and stuff certainly through a, a network TV show on, on the US as well. Yeah, it so have to be on the cable, cable yeah. stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 But it's really funny, very entertaining. I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that builds and where it goes. The other show that started this week, which has a sort of Buffy-esque vibe to it, is Class. Mm-hmm. Um, we interviewed Greg Austin a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, who plays one of the leads, Charlie, who plays, he's kind of the lead guy really out of it. Right. It's set at Coles Hill School, or which is now called Coles Hill Academy, which is a very famous part of of Doctor Who history. It's where um, uh, the Doctor's previous companion, played by Jenna Coleman, used to work. Mm -hmm. Basically, the premise is that all the activity, that the time and space activity around the school is causing tears in the fabric of time around there, which is allowing things to slip through. So So a bit like primeval then. Yes, in in a certain that's that's a very good point actually. Yes, no, I hadn't I hadn't made that connection, but you're quite right. Yeah, there is a certain connection to primeval there. <laughs> um, it, it's it's more tears in space, I guess, than tears in time. I think they're using it for right. The lead characters are Charlie, who is in actual fact an alien. We find out in the opening episode, and the uh, woman who is there is the teacher who is actually a criminal that was a terrorist on his home world. And as as punishment for being a terrorist, she's had this thing implanted into her head, which means that she has to protect Charlie's character wherever he is, and they're in hiding on Earth. Right. So that's the sort of idea for it. But who's it marketed at now? Is it in terms of Doctor Who spin-offs? Is it more Torchwood or is it more Sarah Jane adventures? It's, it's very firmly in between the two. It's a slightly older audience. It's definitely an older audience than Sarah Jane. It's very. Right. It's an older audience than Doctor Who, but I would say it's a younger audience than Torchwood was. So it's a higher teen i would say okay so slightly above the sort of tween level i would say it's aimed at you sort of 15 16 year olds it, yeah it's, it's that sort of you know very very bb3 bbc3 sort of audience i would say that's right. who it's pitched at because okay. there were some bits that i mean there was a few bits of language in it there there were some bits that that were quite graphically violent in places so it's probably not suitable for a younger audience but generally, I mean, I, I think that worked really, really well. I think it's a strong cast. It's written by Patrick Ness, who's actually written every single episode of it as well. So that gives it a certain amount of continuity. Patrick Ness is an amazing author and he's a young adult author. And it just, it's structured really well. It's very knowing about what it is. They they make jokes about the fact that, you know, the Doctor turns up at, the, at one point and explains the fact that these creatures are turning up because of tears in time and space and one of the characters goes 
it's a bit like a hellmouth. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. It, yeah. It, it knows what it is and it's poking fun of that. It's done sort of slightly tongue in cheek. So I rather like that about it. It's, it's kind of cleverly written. It's fast paced. It's, it's very knowing. It's something I will be watching more of, I think, definitely. I was wondering if they would have the Doctor in it earlier on. I mean, it, it is kind of like the notion of having Superman on Supergirl. Yeah. When you have these kind of spin-off ideas, how long is it before the main character from the main show appears to give it a boost? Yeah, I mean... I, I, oh, and there's always a risk that that would take over, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, I, I get the feeling that the Doctor is only going to be in that very first episode you know, he may pop up at some point down the line, but, you know, he pops up in that first episode and, you know, I, I think, I hope that's sort of it for it. And they don't yeah. kind of have him coming in every week or, you know, every couple of weeks or whatever, I, which I don't think will be the case. So I, yeah. I think that started really, really strong. I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of that. Um, Black Mirror started as well this week. Have you seen that? I didn't watch that this time. Yes, I've actually been through all six episodes. I no, really, no. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought some episodes are stronger than others. The opening episode is very classic Black Mirror in that it's set in a slight future where people are obsessed with upvoting and downvoting things. So every single yeah. interaction has has like a star rating, and you rate people and. The idea is that that they're using the star ratings as a sort of way of picking people as VIPs for things and getting special privileges. So if you have a low star uh -huh. rating, if, if you have a high star rating, you might get to skip a queue somewhere. Or the only way you can get into first class on an aeroplane flight is if you've got a high star rating. Oh, my goodness. So Right. Yeah. OK. I mean, that's, that sounds like classic Brooker, doesn't it? Yes, it is. Very, very much so. So there's that. There's a very dark episode, which is almost alien-esque in the, the you've got a sort of military which are hunting down these creatures. And I won't say any more than that, but that's a very mm. dark, twisted episode. Because uh, no, we don't do spoilers, do we? We don't no, do spoilers we, on the website. So. <laughs> not, without, not without definitely kind of flagging them up first. Um, so, yeah, I thought it's Black Mirror, as you would expect. It's really, really good. It's completely worth watching, you know, and we've got six episodes new. So that basically doubles the length of all the episodes that are already there. And there are six more episodes coming next year as well. Right. OK. So very good. So it's 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 uh, it's it's running. Yeah. And you can sort of see why Charlie Brooker went with Netflix over going with Channel 4 again, because the format that they are, they're not all like hour long episodes. Like the final episode is an hour and a half. Wow. So they're all almost like mini movies some of them yeah well an hour and a half for yeah i think that personal preference i'd probably find that too long for tv but i suppose if it's gripping it wouldn't you wouldn't notice yeah and, and you you actually don't i mean i think it's it's well structured the lovely thing about running stuff for netflix and you know when it's just running on that platform they've got no kind of ideas about selling it on to anybody else so they they don't stick to half hour you know hour formats they're mm -hmm. quite happy to run them at very odd lengths so it means that every drama just gets as much time as they feel it needs so for something like B black mirror that's a godsend because it means that you can just make it exactly as you want it and i can entirely yeah. understand why you do that so you know totally makes sense yeah absolutely other new stuff this week supergirl came back last night which introduced superman for the first time which uh, i think worked really really well uh tyler 
he's really good as as Superman. I think he he's an interesting casting for it. I think he he works really well for that. There's an interesting dynamic going on between him and Martian Manhunter as well, which I think will come to fruition later so that's quite good have you caught this yet no i haven't i was just wondering why you think they've added superman now um it, it seemed for a while like they, he was always going to be in the background but unseen mm. um is it is it a ratings issue no uh, well possibly i mean i i don't think that's purely the reason because uh, you know it, it moved networks in the u.s it's moved from uh cbs to cw i sort mm-hmm. of think they did it because it was starting to get a bit ridiculous in the storyline of not having Superman come into the show at any point. Right. I I think that made it less believable, you know, so it sort of makes more sense to fold him in because there is, you know, they're cousins. You can fly anywhere in an instant. It it doesn't make sense that they would never see each other rather than just messaging in. So I, you know, I can sort of, I think from a story point of view, it actually makes quite a lot of sense. Whether they did do it just because of ratings is difficult to say, but yeah. And obviously they they couldn't have the the film version um, of Superman. Yes. Yeah. Um, But you know, they made it very clear they're keeping the two worlds separate. So, you know, that's fine. I think. And obviously with Supergirl coming back, that, that leads to all the questions that we have on the website about the link ups with, with its uh yes. shows and, and crossovers and things, which yes. uh people get awfully concerned about. <laughs> yeah, that I think, as we've said a number of times, it is airing in a slightly different order to how it airs in the US. Uh US had Supergirl starting the week after, not the week not the, the same week as Flash and Arrow. They ran Flash Arrow then the week after ran Supergirl, then Flash Arrow again, then Legends. So Mm -hmm. how it's running over here, the one show that's out of place is Supergirl. My guess is that there is a gap in the US schedule where Supergirl doesn't run for one week, where so it would have been missing, which allowed them to put it before over here. And at some point in the first sort of eight episodes, we'll catch up, which is before I think the I think it's eight episodes or seven episodes in when the first crossover hits. So right, I, I, th- I, wonder, I, I think at some point beforehand it'll sink back up again. Yeah. Do you know which day it aired in America? No, off the top of my head, I'd have to go and look. It up. Yeah, no, I'm only wondering because obviously there's the the TV schedules in America on the eighth of November will be a bit different from normal yes, so if it yes, happens yes. to be a Tuesday then it, that may be uh, the reason for it's, something not airing on that particular day um, yeah it's actually uh, it airs on the Monday over there as well I think so it's not right. the Tuesday it'll be this I did wonder if maybe they've taken it off on the 7th and they're doing something election based the day before possibly I don't it, know it could well be it could well be I mean it's, it's obviously quite <laughs> it's quite a big thing yeah so maybe that's a possibility I don't know or the other thing is uh, Halloween, of course, on the 31st. Mm. So it could be off air on the 31st. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Right. Um, but it will iron out anyway. And, and people's concerns this side of the pond. Yes. Uh, people shouldn't be worried about it. It will It will sort itself out. I've spoken on numerous occasions to Sky about it. And Sky are swearing that it will all sync up properly. You won't be out of sync. It will all make sense. They're not going to mess with it. because the, And they, they've talked to DC about how they plan on airing it. And uh, they're, they're fine with it. So 
it's it seems okay. Although it seems out of order at the moment, it won't be story wise. It will be fine. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all we need to know. <laughs> yeah, and the last the last show that returned in fairly spectacular style this week is The Walking Dead. Oh, what's that? That sounds interesting. I haven't heard of that. That's, that's, that's not been mentioned at all this week. <laughs> no. I think um, safe, safe to say that's dominated television discussions this yes. week. Yeah. Um, by quite a large margin. Yeah, just... Oh, crazy. And obviously it's very difficult to talk about without uh, spoilerizing it. But obviously... In the lead up to it, there, there, there's been series and YouTube videos and uh, scientific analysis of footsteps <laughs> and, and handshakes and shadows and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much reaching every possible conclusion, which is extremely unhelpful. Yeah. No. Um, all very interesting stuff, but obviously um, it, was, it was going to be up to the writers to decide, um, regardless of what people put on on YouTube videos um, and it is as bleak yeah. as the show is really I mean it lives it, it lives up to the standards that it's set all along yes um, I, Colin Render who I think it was Colin anyway tweeted at the Twitter feed have you seen it yet and I sent back yes I have I think I need a hug <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it was I mean just brutal I had to be up at 8 o'clock on Monday morning so I went downstairs and like didn't look at any social media and anything and watched it first thing just very very bleak you know i i think trying i mean i imagine anybody that he's going to watch it has probably seen it already so i we won't mention names but you know there were two people that died in the episode and the first one you knew was was coming because that's you know we knew that was going to happen the second mm-hmm. one i think was the biggest shock for a lot of people um that was was just crazy albeit in this in this show uh shocks are perhaps not so shocking anymore because as you said it really is very bleak and you know i'm beginning to think that it's not going to have a happy ending yeah i mean you do wonder or where, an ending at all yeah you do wonder where they're going to go with it and uh it's interesting because some fans have gone, that's it, I'm not watching this show anywhere. I mean, I'm sure they will, but, you know, I can't take this anymore. The the Twitter Twitterverse went absolutely crazy yesterday about it. Just insane uh, people kind of crying. There's amazing videos of just mm. people just utterly distraught and reaction videos are just insane. Uh, it was shocking. It's been the highest rated show on Fox for, it got point four three million tuning in on fox uh, f- across the simulcast on the monday night the 9 p.m and the eleven twenty uh, p.m showing as well uh, so it uh, was the highest rated show on pay tv it outpaced channel five and all the other free-to-air channels so <laughs> well i mean that, that that speaks volumes that speaks volumes and and, and obviously just before it, it was uh, aired you highlighted the fact that it had been renewed, unsurprisingly. Yes. But that brings it to eight, which I've always said, for me anyway, is pretty much a, a magic number for, for American shows anyway. Uh, eight seasons is enough, I think, to tell a story, whereas this one probably will continue on beyond that as long as it's still making money. Um, and you wonder where else it can go. Well, I mean, the interesting thing with this is, of course, is it does have a source material to work from. Which is still going, isn't it? Which yeah. is still going. So, you know, there is a lot of story left to tell. Uh, there's, what's interesting is how 
you know, Robert Kirkman, who is the comic book writer, is also involved in the show, and he is altering you know some of the storylines in the show from what he did in the comics um mm. there has been characters killed off there has been new characters introduced that aren't in the comics like daryl for example is, is a character that isn't in the comics so yeah. you know there are differences between the two the parallels there with uh, game of thrones obviously with with the, the yes. source material and the tv being produced at roughly the same pace or one overtaking the other and yes that, tv now overtaking yeah 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 so yeah uh, equally as bleak. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, that that's interesting because uh, we actually have two interviews coming up this week. One of them, like I say, is with uh, Susie Wakoma from Crazy Head. The other one is with uh, Jamie East, who, of course, a lot of people will know as the guy that is on Thronecast and does all the technical stuff on Thronecast, who is a huge Walking Dead fan as well. So we, I do actually talk a bit to Jamie about that. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's coming up in a bit. Just moving on from Walking Dead, I should, should mention humans start the end of the week it starts back on Sunday night I interviewed uh, Emily Berrington who plays Niska and Will Tudor who plays Odie so they oh, I actually wasn't allowed to put the interviews out on the podcast unfortunately because they you know the mm. agents that had things signed that said it had to be a written interview but the written interview is all up and transcribed on the website so if you're looking forward to humans coming back then make sure you go and read that there is some more human stuff coming up which I can't really talk about. There will be an interview coming up later. Probably that will go up on Sunday with Gemma Chan. There is a reason it goes up on Sunday uh, because there is another show she is presenting called How to Build a Human, which we posted about where uh, Gemma is looking at um, various frontline research on artificial intelligence and they build a thing called the Gemma bot which is a um a a sort of version of her and that goes out on saturday on the 29th at 9 p.m the day before humans comes out because of of that that's when we'll we'll put the interview with Gemma up on sunday because we talked to her a bit about that and we can't do it before the show goes out so right that sounds rather like a james may kind of program yes yeah yes certainly does yes although thankfully they didn't build a Maybot, a Maybot. A Maybot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, no, the Gemma bot's far more attractive. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm looking forward to humans coming back very much. Um, I think remakes can, can often be very hit and miss. Obviously, the first one that springs to mind is obviously Knight Rider. And that leads me to a digression onto MacGyver, which I'm very worried about. Yes, yeah. Because I really enjoyed the first one. But um, did you happen to catch the original humans, uh, real humans? No, no, I didn't see any of it. I don't think it was ever released with an English language soundtrack. So I had to get it from Germany, obviously, then watching it in watching it in Swedish with German subtitles. Right. Okay. Uh, but it, it was very, very good. And this was before, I think, the announcement that the Kudos were going to make an yeah. English language version. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it the first time around. And the second one, the British one, very, very good. Uh, although fairly similar. If you've seen, if you saw the Swedish one, right, um, okay. the, the British one doesn't really tell you a lot new, but it might start doing that now, obviously. I, it's moving into the new storylines. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't tell you having seen the original. I have seen the opening episode of season two, and it's as fantastic as, as it was the first time round. So 
I'm really looking forward to that coming back on air and being able to watch the rest of it because it's really, really good. So, yeah, I I think they did say in the press thing I was at that they are diverging more and more from the original. So it'd be interesting that uh, hear what you think once you've watched the uh, second season. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it, it, it also the other observation is that it, it's, it must be really difficult to act to play these characters because they are potentially robots and if you get it wrong then it comes it could come across as those mannequin people that stand in Covent Garden yeah yeah but I think they pretty pretty much nailed it it's in the eyes the the staring eyes yes yeah they are really good those um it's that is something that Emily and Will talk about actually in that written interview they do talk a bit about uh you know going to synth school and uh and learning how to do that. They have a have a choreographer that, that shows them how to do that sort of stuff. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's humans. Yes. So that's humans. I think that's all the new stuff for this week. Let's move on and do some TV and film news. First bit of TV and film news this week comes from the Han Solo movie. They've cast Lando Calrissian for the Han Solo movie and they've picked Donald Glover. Exciting news. I think he's a superb bit of casting. Um, I really can't think of anybody else that would have been better for that role than Donald Glover. Idris Elba? Too old. <laughs> it's supposed to be Len. I know everybody says Idris Elba for everything, but, you know, it needed to be a young Lando Calrissian, so. Yeah, Idris Elba cannot do any wrong in my eyes, but uh, I, think, I think the cast, I think for this one, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it is, he's joining um, is it Alden Ehrenreich. Yes. Uh, yeah. in, in the lead role. Yeah. yeah. So Alden Ehrenreich is playing uh, Han Solo, and uh, the idea is that it's going to be set in a time of their lives which has previously been unexplored. It's uh, Lando in his formative years as a scoundrel on the rise in the galaxy's underworld, and Han is the smuggler we all know and love. There are rumours that this will involve the Millennium Falcon in some way, whether it's Han losing it or you know getting it back. I, I don't know. I'm not sure which way, way around it's going to be. But yeah, it's sort of set in those early years in the early life of Han Solo. So um, what's interesting is they they do also, in the comic books, Han has a wife, has a first wife, and the comic books are all canon as well. So I don't know whether they're mm. going to go go into that route, whether she crops up at some point. I don't know. But well, it, it would be interesting. Um, we couldn't have foreseen this huge expansion of of, of Star Wars stuff when we were <laughs> sitting watching Return of the Jedi in the cinema. No, uh, which perhaps which perhaps a lot of our readers didn't do. No, but so far it's been done really really well. I just I just hope it's more sort of Marvel than DC. Yes. if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I suspect it will be, given that it's Disney Broly that's that's over all that sort of stuff over there. I, I suspect yeah. that it will be brilliant. I mean, the directors behind it are Phil, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who are the guys behind the Lego movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, uh, 21 Jump Street. Uh, so, uh, and they, I, I love those guys because their they work, particularly stuff like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the Lego movie was so, so good. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be the directors behind it. The script is being written by the main Star Wars guy, Lawrence Kasdan, uh, who wrote The Force Awakens and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And his uh, son is also writing it with him, John Kasdan, who's been like you know, brought up with this stuff. He's also written for Dawson's Creek and wrote a movie called The First Time as well. 
So, you know, they're, they're both heavily involved with all this sort of thing. Uh, I, I think with those people behind it, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people will, will recognise and know Donald Glover from Community. So, yeah, that's the, that's the young lad from there, and he's absolutely nailed the Lando role, I think. That, that's uh, inspired casting. Yeah, he's also got a new show coming up on uh, Fox again, actually, uh, uh, called Atlanta, which is entirely his own thing. He created it. That's about uh, two young cousins who are working to lift themselves and their families out of poverty, but it's it's a sort of comedy drama. That starts on the 5th of November at 10pm on Fox, So, and that's been getting rave reviews in the US, so definitely one to watch out for that. Uh, other things, American Crime Story has been renewed for a third season before the second season has even come out. Yeah, not to be confused with the other similar sounding name. Yes, American Crime, which is mm-hmm. the American Crime Story is the one that followed O.J. Simpson and uh, has Ryan Murphy behind it rather than American Crime, which is that other show, which I don't think, I think it might be on Netflix, maybe it's on Netflix over here, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so American Crime Story, which was the huge, like, Emmy winning show uh, they've renewed it for a third season which is apparently going to be set around the Gianni Versace murder which I I, I kind of vaguely knew this story but not particularly well um, apparently he was he, he was murdered in his Miami mansion in 1997 but it was by a serial killer which I didn't realise yeah it was well I mean yeah it was 20 years ago it doesn't seem that long ago no um, but yeah that that was uh, that was a big thing at the time, obviously. Yeah. So um, I, I, it's an interesting one to pick because yeah, they did the O.J. Simpson trial, which is obviously massive. They're doing Katrina for the second one, which will be in a very again a very different type of show. And now they're doing this, which is a murder trial again. I, I guess, or it's well, no, it's more a detective thing, I, I suppose, because I, it sounds like they're doing. Rather than doing the actual trial itself, it sounds like they're doing kind of catching him. So, you know, it it seems to be the way that they're actually going. So they've picked kind of three very different sorts of things to work on. Yeah. And and this one, I think, is is perhaps a little bit, little bit less known. I mean, obviously, at the time, it was very, very big news, but it's not necessarily in the uh, public consciousness anymore. No, no. So it will be a new story for a lot of people. Yeah, which uh, I think is, is kind of an interesting move. American Crime Story has been a huge hit for its US network. It uh, Season one picked up 10 Emmys, including Outstanding Writing, Outstanding Lead Actor and Outstanding Limited Series. So, <laughs> which is not, not a bad awards hall for one season, really. No, I think you get the idea that it's pretty good if, you, if it has that kind of hole. Yeah, I mean, really, really good. So, looking forward to seeing that and I'm looking forward to seeing the second season of that. Over in the UK, um, I know the, the BBC ran the first season of that. They're not running the following seasons because all the international rights around the world, outside the US, pretty much uh, have gone to Netflix. So it will right. be appearing weekly on Netflix. I suspect they're going to run it weekly like they do with various other shows. So uh, it'll be on there for when it comes back. I think it's early next year that arrives. I think, uh, I don't know, it may just be me, but um, perhaps other people have the same kind of questions regarding Netflix programs uh, appearing on DVD. Yes. Um, am I right in saying that generally the ones that they buy that are broadcast on American channels first tend to be available on DVD eventually, whereas the Netflix 
originals probably in most cases aren't little bit of a mix of both actually like um right. daredevil season one has had a dvd blu-ray release i believe it just tends to take a bit longer for those to come out and i, I guess it will depend on the sort of deal because although it's a netflix original show obviously it's marvel so i, I guess it will depend if netflix is operating as the primary studio for it or whether they're buying it in and acting as a network yeah that makes exactly sense. it so, does it does and probably the same with uh amazon thing so for example yes it is. perhaps don't expect to see the grand tour on uh dvd no. very soon i i, I expect all. you will see grand tour dvds but probably not the whole series i wouldn't have thought you'll, you'll yeah maybe because, specials yeah, you'll get specials, I suspect, because they'd be silly not to, you know. Um, and I suspect the guys will want to put, like, you know, in some way they're going to end up putting, like, Clarkson, Ham and May merchandise out. So, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. And what will Christmas be without, like, a, a Top Gear of some sort of DVD? I imagine they're going to carry on doing that sort of stuff. So, Well, we, we I wonder we'll have our Top Gear Christmas Day special um, this year either, either either in name or in uh, people as in a Grand Tour Christmas Day special I don't know I don't know that's an interesting one they've not said anything and I imagine we would have heard something by now if they were so I suspect not no it would be a shame Matt LeBlanc uh, leading it up of course if and when well when they, uh, they, they, they returned to the studio. Yes, yes. They Thankfully, they finally got that sorted out, I think. I think they've, yeah. they've got a, a solid three people leading that team now. So, you know, I, I think that'll be good. That's right. I think the first lineup was just too many people. Too many people. And Chris Evans is frankly a bit irritating and didn't work. So... Not not for that. I mean, you, you can't knock the guy's enthusiasm for cars, but uh, his personality works better on the kind of things that he's been doing, like his radio show and the, the TGI Fridays and things. TF, TGI Fridays. My goodness, it's one of these days, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a restaurant chain. Yes. TFI Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Final news story we've got this week. Alex Kurzman has a new show coming to CBS in the US called Salvation. The reason that I wanted to highlight this is because uh, Alex Kurzman, if you don't know the name, he's an alumnus of of J.J. Abraham's school. He's responsible for script writing for things like Alias, Fringe, Sleepy Hollow he did, Limitless was one of his, uh, Hawaii Five-0 was, was one of mm-hmm. his, uh, works with Robert Orko, uh, uh, Orkey, Orkey, I think it is. Orkey, yes, Orkey. Robert Orkey as well. They, they worked as a duo quite a lot, but um, they've started doing things separately more recently. Uh, he's also involved in the development of Star Trek Discovery as well. So he's got this new show, which is is coming to CBS as one of their summer shows. Now their summer shows are things like Brain Dead and American Gothic and Zoo. That ridiculous show Zoo the, about the uh, the animals that cause earthquakes and <laughs> sloth that yeah. cause earthquakes and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, what did you think of that? We've yes, as we've discussed many times before. Yeah. I, I find it very. I find it quite enjoyable, but it is utterly ludicrous. Um, you just kind of have to switch your brain off and go with it. To, to, to sort of find the enjoyment in it. it it's very very silly they keep on renewing it it's got a huge audience or you know for, it's huge for a summer cbs show audience Emily, yeah so you know they keep on bringing it back 
But I think um, given 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 the success of Zoo, it's only a matter of time before Manimal is brought back in, in a remake <laughs> form of other. <laughs> oh please, please! Perhaps, they would use, perhaps they'll use a few more animals next time round. <laughs> yeah, Manimal, Manimal, then Auto Man. That's what we want. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so, you, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they've they've picked up Salvation, which is described as a thirteen episode event series it uh, focuses on an mit graduate and a tech genius who stumble across the fact that an asteroid is only six months away from colliding with the earth so um with it being an event series if it gets cancelled after one season you could argue that it was only designed to ever be one season um whether whether that is the case or whether they will keep it around for multiple seasons i don't know Alex Kurzman's producing it. on the numbers, I suppose. Yes, very much so. Uh, Alex Kurzman is producing it. Necessary Roughness creators Liz Kruger and Craig Shapiro are the people that are writing it. It's based on a story by Matt Wheeler, who's one of the writers on Hawaii Five-0. Um, they, they actually, I think, tried developing this last season and it kind of stalled. So the, the, this is the sort of picked up version and, you know, it's got new people behind it and that sort of thing. So Yeah, but it won't have Bruce Willis in it. It's not or Morgan Freeman. No. It's not Deep Impact and it's not Armageddon. No, no. You, you, know, you can't... That's it. You've got an asteroid heading towards Earth. You can't send a bunch of people to go and like mine the asteroid to stick it off course and that sort of stuff so i don't know <laughs> what it's going to do there's no casting or anything like that at the moment but um and yeah it's kind of interesting and we also don't know where it'll end up as well the the interesting thing about the summer shows is cbs has a deal with amazon which is a three-year deal which guarantees that amazon will get one of the summer shows but it's up to cbs as to which show they pass amazon so right um and, and i guess because of the people behind salvation they've decided that this isn't going to be the amazon show so it's possible that like zoo did it will end up on sky one uh zoo ended up on netflix actually in in the us as a, as a sort of second run thing so you know either of those seem quite possible but we'll see okay. we'll see where it goes that's it for the news this week next up we have the interviews <laughs> The first of this week's two interviews is with Susan Wakoma, who is one of the two leads of the E4 horror comedy Crazy Head. It's from the Misfits writer Howard Overman. She plays the seer slash demon hunter Raquel, who's a bit of a social misfit, but ends up teaming up with Amy, who's played by Danton Abbey's Cara Theobald, when Amy discovers that she can also see demons. You may have seen Susan on Chewing Gum. She's been on Bluestone 24. She was actually on an episode of Miss Flitch, which she mentions as well. And uh, she was in the Inbetweeners 2 as well. So uh, she was a lovely person to talk to. I think this interview is about 20 minutes or so long. So we'll see you afterwards. And we have another interview coming up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh! 
Hiya. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We briefly met at the E4 event. I remember. Yes. I remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I literally just run from filming chewing gum. So I was just sweaty and like a mess. <laughs> and I'm listening to you and a couple of other people. It being a bit of a blur. A couple of cocktails. I was like, okay, I need to, I need to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's lovely to talk to you again, and uh, your yeah. the the show came out last night, and and generally seems to be getting pretty positive reviews, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, it's all. I mean, you never know, but like at the moment, it's been very very nice. Yes, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Um, so, do you want to just explain a little bit of, about the show for those that haven't caught it yet? Yeah, sure. So, the show is about two demon hunters. One that I I play Raquel. Cara Theobald plays Amy and um, well we're not quite demon hunters just yet we're just two ladies who just happen to be able to see when people are possessed by demons <laughs> and we decide eventually we get on board eventually to uh, rid the world of demons because they are bad news so that's the, that's the set up and as well as that we're also trying to sort of navigate our new friendship <laughs> our very stressful um, friendship and uh, the people in our lives, which for, for Amy is her friend Suzanne, who happens to be possessed by a demon, her friend Jake, and uh, for me, it's just one person, my brother Tyler, because <laughs> I'm that lonely. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, yeah, I am. It's cool. Fine. Cool. Lone wolf. All yeah. good. Yeah. So, yes, you say you play Raquel. She's she's a pretty unique character. Yeah, and- <laughs> it's fair to say. Do you want to just explain a bit more about Raquel? Sure. Um, so she is. She's never met another um, demon seer before. As far as she's concerned, she's the only person who can see them. So that means that she has had to deal from an early age, from about the age of fourteen, uh, which we discover in later episodes. She's been trying to get rid of demons, literally trying to kill them since she was fourteen. That's right. a lot. Like you know, yeah. been through a lot. And uh, it just means that she's she's tough, she's ballsy, um, she's brave. Um, she also is quite strange. She doesn't have a lot of friends, um, and so she's socially awkward. Doesn't really know how to speak to people. Um, but at her core, her intentions are always, always very good. But she's just a bit of a mess. But um, but she's also very funny as well. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. She's very cool. I, I I watched the first episode last night. Really enjoyed it. I thought it's good. I'm really looking forward to where it's going as well. The, the show's uh, written by Howard Overman, who is the man behind Misfits. Were yeah. you a fan of his and the genre in general? I'm massive fan of Misfits which you know it's I really tried to be cool when I met him and I just wasn't <laughs> I'm a big fan of Misfits um, and and I managed to make it into the final series I got a part in the final series really yeah. briefly one scene me and a turtle it was weird but um, I chuffed and it was me actually me Lewis really plays Jake and Ryan still plays Suzanne we've all been in Misfits <laughs> Howard didn't didn't have a clue. He was like, "What?" We've been in. We're like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, come on, come on, man." Um, so 
really don't. Yeah, I am a genuine fan. In terms of the genre, I just love. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm not that clued up in terms of demons. I'm a big action fan. I'm well into the million and twelve um, Marvel comic, DC comic yeah. um, <laughs> uh, adaptations that we've got going on. I'm well into that. I, I do like being scared. Uh, I have paid to be scared. I went on a zombie. <laughs> oh God! Why am I saying this? I, I said to my government. I said it now. I, I paid to go on one of those really cool geeky zombie apocalypse experience things. <laughs> <laughs> I put my money I put my money in my mouth is I'm not just making that's pre all this stuff. I know it's zombies demons are different. But um yeah, but yeah no, I am a I'm I'm big well into this, so I really <laughs> wanted this job. I'm glad I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you uh, get involved with it in the first place? Really boring uh normal way, which is the right. agent calls, yes. <laughs> and they say we've got a lovely little meeting. I'm like, we call it meetings now, we don't call it audition. Because you make meetings sound like you've got some power. Yeah. I've got a nice little meeting. And my agents are wicked, but they do call it meetings. And, um, and yeah, and then so I got the script. I got sent first three episodes, I think, or first two episodes. So more than one. Sometimes you just get given the scenes that you're going to go in for, but I got given a couple of episodes and I loved it. I was doing a play at the time and I got home quite late and I didn't have enough. I always like to read as much as I can. Yeah. Um, before I go into an audition just because though you understand the world you can sort of get not just your character but like how, how other people relate to your character and stuff and I blitzed it I, it was really late at night and I should have been in bed but I <laughs> read all of it and was like I get this weird I call it the heartbreak feeling like when you read something and you're like oh my gosh I really want it I really <laughs> want it because you're just setting yourself up to get your heart broken because you may not get it yeah, um, yeah. so I had uh, my um, initial audition with Al R um first block director so he directed the first three episodes and our casting director which went really well but it's hard to strike that balance between the comedy and the much more serious bits yeah and the peril it's kind of hard to do that when you just sort of sat in your chair oh demon <laughs> um, so that was so I sort of left it going I think I did an alright job but you never know yeah. and then my second audition was um I was in there for like an hour with um, Al again and, and um, Rosalie, our casting director. And then Cara came in for about 45 minutes when we did scenes together. And um, <laughs> she walked in and she was like, hang on a minute. I wanted to accent. Hang on a minute. Did you, you got me, um, it was you. I, my flat that I live in, you were the one that got me, you got me my flat with you. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Turns out, about a year and a half ago, I had a friend who was looking for a flatmate so I asked a friend of a friend. That friend of a friend was Cara, and she moved into this flat. She's like, "I live in the flat that you you got me my flat. I live in the flat that." I was like, "All oh, right, oh, that's nice. <laughs> like, hope we get this job." <laughs> and so, so we read together, and then yeah, and then we had to wait for um, you know, we had channel uh, approval from Channel Four, and then we had to wait for approval from Netflix. And so yeah, but I found out quite quickly in a couple of weeks. It was from going in to finding out that I got it. But I know that Car had been in the mix for like a good couple of months, I think. Wow. Um, but yeah, it happened very quickly. Yeah. Mind, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, as you mentioned there, it, it is a Netflix show as well. How scary is that? Does that add sort of more pressure to you? Um, I thought it would. I thought it would. Because anything you hear anything that's international, you just automatically get a little bit more scared. But I just think... 
once they'd gone through approving me, I was like, well, I've got it now. There's something about getting two stamps of approval that actually makes you more ready rather right. than, you know, saying, oh, you've got the job. You're like, have I got the job? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, Are you yeah. sure? But like sort of going through, Channel 4 said yes. Then Netflix said yes. I was like, okay, well, then I'm in now. Like, they can't change their mind. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, no, weirdly. I mean, the, the only pressure that I think me and Carla particularly felt was this is brand new. This is a brand new world. There are rules, um, you know, about the demons, how we see them, how they live, how we kill them. And we just wanted to get that right because the world that we're creating is probably the most important character. If we don't believe in that, then we're not going to believe in anything else. Yeah. So um, being in uh, being at the origins of something was really cool. It was more cool than scary, but, you know, we had to set it up basically and that wasn't just me and Kai that was our director Al who absolutely I think smashed it so yeah um, yeah. But yeah that was what the pressure was it was sort of setting all up yeah right? yeah I mean the other thing is a lot of a lot of the reviews and coverage has touted you as being the British Buffy ooh, ooh. <laughs> just talking about pressure yeah, you know <laughs> yeah got it <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, how, yeah. how do you how do you feel about that? Because I mean, you know, we're talking about adding pressure to to things. Yeah, I mean, we haven't helped because in the trailer it literally has the tagline from Buffy in it, but, um, <laughs> like that. You know, I can be like, oh, rattle the cage, but that is something that our lot has definitely done on purpose. But do, do you know? What, but it was done in a way in the trailer. It was done in a way that was meant to be tongue in cheek. You know, you know, one yeah. born every generation, and then the next little uh, you know clip that we see it says or two and I pop along hello uh, Rick out here um, because it's tongue in cheek it is tongue in cheek yeah. the tongue is firmly lodged in the cheek and um, you know what I get I'm very passionate about certain shows there are some shows that I'm like how dare you try and even emulate but you know I couldn't tell you a truly original idea I think that no, demons no. are not exclusive to one show I think you can no, have absolutely. more than one it's okay it's alright yeah. doesn't mean that we're trying to do anything to Buffy we're just saying here's another show <laughs> about fighting you know she's a vampire fan. I think a demon's different man but, no, absolutely. Um, but no I yeah but I, but I do get it people are very very invested it was brilliant yeah. um, it's seminal and I and I get it, and we did <laughs> we did ask for the comparison, but it is. But then you watch it and you go, oh, it isn't. It isn't similar. It isn't the same thing. It's no, no. completely British, and um, and there's a lot more humour, and it's a lot filthier. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you would never have got that past American census. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. And yeah, so I think you know that people want to look. They they want to look at something. They want to look at the poster. They want to look at the trailer. They want to immediately understand sort of what it is. You've got two women starring in this show, supernatural um, show. People automatically think Buffy, and that's fine. People want to get what that in is, but I think that once you watch it, you you realise that it isn't the same thing and that it's all right. Yeah, and that Buffy's yeah. still alive and well. Yes. <laughs> Just mentioning the demons there, mm. how, how is is that done? Is that all th through CGI or are they using physical makeup as well? Well, no. With, with, 
it was all CGI. So what happened was we'd have, like, for instance, our very first demon in the, in the first episode played by Sean, um, yeah. who's brilliant. So he would do, he did everything. Like, he did all the running, chasing, all the fights, blah, 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 blah. So what we'd have to do with every actually played demon that you do see all the way through was just them. And then uh, we'd do the scene again, but this time we'd have uh, green dots applied to their faces and we'd do it all over again. Right, And okay. then um, afterwards, the demon faces, demon flashes are then put um, onto onto them. So that was just the easiest way, I think, yeah. to do it. And also it just means that the actors can not have to worry about prosthetics and that um, restricting their face. And they can, so every demon does, they don't look exactly the same. They've got that feature where they're burning on the inside and the flesh is rotting. But yeah. actually the shape of, say, Luke, who plays Sawyer, his face, Sean, who plays our first demon, and Ryan, who plays Suzanne, who's the best. Each demon looks, they actually have similarities to that actor, which is, I think, really cool. Yeah, it is. The CGI stuff seems to work really, really well with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is hard because... You know, we're on set and we're working really hard and, you know, doing our bit. But that is a side of things that we have no control over. <laughs> yeah. Me and Kyra would sort of be like, you know what, guys, it's like, you know, we're doing our bit. We're, you know, making it work over here. So good luck, studio. <laughs> it better we're, look we're, good. we're counting on you. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if the demons look rubbish, yeah, yeah. then doesn't matter what we're doing, <laughs> no one's going to buy it. But no, of course, it's not going to be rubbish because... Um, Julian and Johnny are execs and Howard are exec are going to get the best people on board which is exactly what they've done so I'm really happy with how they look yeah it, it does turn out really really well you, you mentioned Sawyer there as well who's kind of a mysterious character at the moment because in the opening yeah, episode you don't know anything about him other than he's a demon and he seems to be killing other demons or attacking other demons I know right I yeah. know right <laughs> which, is, uh, which, yeah. which is an interesting thing Little like Angel, but you know, from Buffy, but a little like, a little like, but not, but but, but not, yeah. So, uh, you've also got um, Tony Curran on there as well, who's amazing in everything, yeah. Um, who's clearly, who's clearly more than just your psychiatrist or just her, uh, Cara's psychiatrist, Amy's psychiatrist, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we get we do find out quite, um we find out what his intentions are. Um, but that is the, the slow reveal of the series. And it's really, really, really fun. And he is incredibly fun. And <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. And he'll love that. I just said that. But it's true. <laughs> and um, and he's, he was just so playful. Because, you know, like, we're all the sort of young guns. Um, and you've got him with all his wealth of experience and playing um, a long list of complete psychopaths. <laughs> and to have him on set then being the loveliest man so playful so fun I had like a day a, a full day of filming with just me and him and wow. I don't know what that's about but it was just a day back to back me and Tony and it was the most fun uh, <laughs> that I had on set because he's, he's such a laugh but yeah more is revealed about his intentions and how he fits in with me actually in episode 2 it's revealed how he's linked to to me and right. then the world gets bigger and better yeah okay yeah. i love tony he's an amazing actor so i'm i'm very yeah. happy to see more of him in that yeah with regards to the filming what was the mm. tough what was the toughest thing you had to do during the shoot do you think oh i would say do you know what very very personal to me 
I there was so when I when I saw you when I um, saw you at that E4 shindig. Yeah. But I was filming chewing gum at the same time <laughs> as doing crazy head. That hands down was the, the most difficult. I was absolutely knackered, <laughs> absolutely knackered because they require because both parts require completely different things. But the one thing that they have in common is loads of energy. <laughs> and this was required for both of them. So for me, it was just about managing that month particularly was just about managing uh, my energy, my focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way. Just simple things like that. Um, but in terms of the show, crazy head, um, I think the thing that I found the most what did I find see this is the thing when you're doing a job that you really really enjoy the <laughs> things that are difficult are actually a complete joy for instance like a lot of the stunts that we had to do in a lot of the sites they were enjoyable but they weren't easy like you know coming yeah. on set and doing one scene and going alright here's, here's your um Hit your button, um, these are the moves, beat up that poor stunt man, um, off you go. You know, you're like, what? What's the move again? What's the second move again? What? And my lines, and my lines, and acting. Okay. All right. Okay. There was like, there's one big sequence in the second episode where I had, it was exactly that. I literally went from one really, really complex scene yeah. and did the baton. I was like, okay, and go. You have another human being that you have to beat up. And I was like, what? Um, but, Stressful, difficult, but complete fun. Yeah. Um, because it's just, and when do you get to do that? I've not had to, you know, beat up people before. It's very no, fun. No, no. <laughs> Action shows. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, a couple of little last questions that we always ask people okay. on interviews. Firstly, because we cover a lot of TV shows on the site, uh, one of the things we always ask is, uh, what TV shows are you watching at the moment? Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm doing um, Luke and Cage at the moment. Is yes. what I've started on episode two. I am loving it. What a soundtrack as well. Yeah, I'm I like, know. It's amazing. Scene. I'm like, what's that song? What's that song? What's that song? Um, so I've been into that. And I just, just before that, I finished um, Jessica Jones, which I rationed. I yeah. rationed. I didn't do the big binge. Yeah. Um, I rationed it over quite a few months because I was enjoying it and I wanted to take my time with it. So started that. Um, Stranger Things, like everybody else, I know it's not particularly original, but I came it's an amazing that show while we were filming. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely came that. And Orange is the New Black. I know it's not quite a genre, but <laughs> I, I absolutely blitzed that whilst we were filming. I don't know where I had the time, um, but I did it. I remember being in the woods, we were filming in the woods, and I was on my phone, crunched over watching the last three episodes, just going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And uh, I had loads of our runners come up to me and go, can you just keep keep your voice down because we are filming the scene <laughs> just over there I thought, okay sorry I'm really sorry I'm really sorry um, so yeah the, I'm, I'm a complete Netflix head I've bought into it I'm totally yeah. enjoying <laughs> the range of stuff so those are the things that I am I'm watching I've just finished watching at the moment and on corporate point which is he's good <laughs> good yeah <laughs> yes I love Netflix. It's the best thing in the world. Mm. So, there we go. so one very last question. Uh, if you had the opportunity to work on any show, past, present or future, what show would it be? Uh, okay, I have to really think about this. Okay. 
it would be okay. The first thing that popped into my mind, the first two shows that popped into my mind, yeah. was Green Wings and Space. <laughs> Good choices. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely obsessed with those two shows. It would be the two. Yeah. If I was a between one of one of them, would be Space. Yeah. That, that, both awesome shows and both Channel Four yeah. shows. You've managed to stay corporate again. <laughs> oh yeah. You see what I do? Oh, I love Channel Four. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. But Jenny, actually, Jenny, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm smashing this interview. I'm so proud of myself. Thank you, Susan. (laughs) Thank you for coming on, Susan. It's been a wonderful pleasure to talk to you. I'm hopefully we'll bump into each other again at at some other E4 thing. Yes, more cocktails. I'm actually saying the first episode. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you for coming on. Cheers. Bye. So that was the interview with Susie. Hope you enjoyed that one. Next up, we have our interview with Jamie East. Now, a lot of you will probably know Jamie East from his Virgin Radio show, which runs weekdays 10 to 1. He's also the sort of technical expert, I guess you would call it, on Game of Thrones Thronecast, where he does all those important information-y bits. He's now set to host Celebrity Haunted Hotel Live, which starts on the 27th of October and runs for five nights. That's on W, the channel formerly known as Watch. And we had a chance to chat with him about his thoughts on uh, horror, on haunted houses, and also a bit more about Sky Atlantic and the stuff that are coming up on there, and his thoughts on The Walking Dead, because I saw he tweeted about that quite recently. So here's the interview with Jamie. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. We'll see you afterwards with some air dates. Just wanted to restress, as I mentioned, we talked to Jamie a little bit about the Walking Dead premiere episode. So there are Walking Dead spoilers in this bit of the podcast. There are Walking Dead spoilers in this upcoming interview. Warning spoilers, warning spoilers. Okay, got that right. Here's the interview with Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Dave, how are you, mate? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, very good, sir. Good, good, good. Remember, I bumped into you at the uh, Humans premiere. The Humans thing. Yeah, we were sat next to each other, Yes, we were sat next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. What's really funny is I I mentioned you on the podcast last week. I mentioned we bumped into each other. Literally, the next day, I got this email through saying, do you want to interview Jamie East? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, brilliant. I love this stuff. (laughs) I'm kind of concerned that if I say your name three times in a minute, now you'll kind of turn up and I'll appear behind you yeah. appear behind me giving me Game of Thrones <laughs> facts <laughs> the first question is have you recovered from the Walking Dead premiere <laughs> so you tweeting about that oh man do you know what it was um, I'm, I, I'm still sitting on the fence as to whether I enjoyed it or not I know, it was, I, know um, I, f- I found it I found it I mean you know being a Game of Thrones fan and, and into all your kind of serious dramas and stuff like that, you'd become kind of, I thought I'd become numb and immune to kind of shocking kind of moments on telly, but I, I can't work out whether it was kind of torture porn or not. I just <laughs> found it, I just found it quite an odd episode. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. That's that's an episode George R. R. Martin would look at and go, oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I just, I'm a big fan of shocking moments. I'm a big fan of gore. I'm a big fan of kind of like attesting the boundaries and all that. I just felt that the problem with it was that 
a lot of it was done for the sake of doing it rather than to carry the story along. There was the stuff with Glenn, yeah. which was obviously so. The, so, the, so you know, the, the Abraham's death, which you kind of thought, oh, which was that was really clever. Yeah, which was kind of like you were kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of had him in the office sweepstake. You know, kind of, it'd be the one that you kind of assume was going to, and then so when that was all over, and then when Glenn got the first whack on the head, yeah, that was the big shocking moment. But the the bit with him looking at, at his wife with the eye, and it was just, I just yeah. felt it. And and then the scene, the scene with Carl, Carl's arm, yeah, was all a bit. I just, I just found it slightly unnecessary. And I and I kind of watched it. And I thought, am I just being an old fart now? Am I, am I just? <laughs> But then I thought, actually, no, because it, it, a lot of it was done purely to kind of, it was almost twisting a, you know, poking the audience with a stick a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you, I, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, th- I think it's it's one of those things that... that it's is, a great episode. It yeah. was a hold your breath episode. You didn't know what was going to happen next. And it kind of, it did the whole thing with Game of Thrones where it kind of any, anything could happen. Yeah, um, yeah. But so, and it's kind of reinvigorated the series because I was a bit, I was, I was getting slightly nonchalant. I was getting slightly kind of nonplussed about it. Yeah, I, I think maybe that's the point. Is it's 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 a way of refocusing the show and pushing it in a different direction, maybe. But yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting for that. Um, anyway, we should probably go on topic because <laughs> 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 um, you're really on to talk about Celebrity Haunted Hotel Live, which you're you're presented on uh, on W. Um, so yeah. you're presenting with uh, Christine Lampard and Matt Richardson. Matt Richardson, yeah. Um, yes. So uh, now I know you're a bit of a skeptic. So what possessed you to want to spend the weekend in the most haunted hotel in Britain? Well, I did. I did something for the for, for UK TV last year along yes. a similar line. Um, and for for me, it's a bit more of a continuation of that. I'm, I'm I kind of I'm not just a little skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I'm a massive skeptic. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a firm believer in science and progress, as Chris Martin once sang so delicately. <laughs> um, I, I kind of um, it's, it's just, there's no proof. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm kind of I'm borderline obsessed with people's fear of the unknown. Yeah, because there's no there's no point in being afraid of the unknown because it's unknown. Yes, and the the, the analogy that I use is you know when you're at, you know, you're in a car and you're at, you're at, you're at a junction. Yeah. A, and, and, and like a winding country road, and, you, and you're looking left and you're looking right, and you, and you don't know whether when to pull out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To turn. Now, if there's no, if you cannot see a car the second you get there, on either side, you may as well just pull out straight away. It's no difference pulling out then as there is in five minutes' time. Yeah. So because what you're doing is you, you've got a fear of the unknown, and all you're doing is dithering. And it's the same, I think, with kind of um, I mean, we'll get, we could get into a whole existential question, question about religion <laughs> and, and the afterlife and all that which is probably not for this for this conversation yes. but if it's unknown don't worry about it yeah you know if, if, unless, unless someone goes oh, by the way we've now proved the existence of poltergeist and there's one right behind you then I'm going to go you know what there probably isn't <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll sleep okay tonight yeah. actually you know I'm more scared of I'm more scared of people than I am of poltergeists yes yeah absolutely have you been up to the hotel yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I'm heading up there in the morning, actually, for rehearsals. But I think they deliberately kept kept me, Christine, and Matt away from it, to, right? Um, just so we get a fresh, fresh pair of eyes. I think because it will be a spooky place. You know, the, the, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not denying that it's not going to be spooky or eerie or uncomfortable or slightly kind of 
adrenaline-inducing kind of atmosphere. That's all fine. That's that big, but that's your mind working. So I think that, I think they're deliberately keeping us away from it so that it's fresh to when we start on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So the the basic concept is you're going to have over a live show over three nights, is it? You've got five nights. Five nights. You've basically got a bunch of celebrities coming in, staying the night. Um, some of yeah. them are on their own. Some of them in couples. That sort of idea, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, the place the place where it's based is, is is steeped in supernatural kind of folklore, and there right. are unexplained things that have happened there. There's a, in fact, the whole village, I think, has, has an abnormally high amount of unexplained events. That, yeah. that have happened so we're going to capitalize on that and the people that we're sending in um are going to ex- are going to get involved in certain tasks that can either be voted for by the public or voted for by the producers right. that are going to try and try and explore some of those different kind of areas and some of those unexplained kind of phenomena so and and you know it's it's, it's, it's going to be a very entertaining show yeah yeah so you've got people like uh, john thompson's going in chloe madeley yeah. james haskell vogue williams Matt johnson yeah and i think i think it's a good i think it's a good mix of people though they were adamant not to have your usual kind of slate of of, of reality TVs, yeah, uh, has has beens or, or wannabes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we've managed to we've managed to completely steer clear of any Charlie or Made in Chelsea. You know, good luck to them and all that. But but we wanted wanted this to be something slightly different. So and all the people who've got on, whilst some of them might not be particularly the biggest kind of celeb names in the world, are all interesting people. Are all are all interested in this subject. Yeah. And are all entertaining as well. So you know, it's it's it's. I'm 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 really pleased with the with the group of people are going in because I know that it'll make for a great show. You know, yeah. my time in Big Brother, the time that I spend doing Celeb Big Brother, the time and time again always proved the bigger the name, the generally duller they are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good point. Uh, is there is there anybody out of the celebrities you're expecting will get you'll get a particularly good reaction out of. Um, I'm particularly looking forward to seeing Richard Arnold uh, get stuck in there. Right. I, I think he will be, I'm very much looking forward to seeing seeing him. Uh, I think Chloe Madeley will be quite feisty. Yes. And I mean, John Thompson's just a dream booking for me. He's one of my favourite comedians and actors ever. He's just, you know, he's cheeky monkey for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know you're you're doing this for for five nights you're you're going to be up at the hotel what do you normally do on a halloween then well normally um to much uh, annoyance uh, in the east household is that a normal thing would be that we take the kids trick-or-treating and do all that kind of stuff yeah then me and my wife me and my wife would, would put on a costume and go to jonathan ross's house oh. um which is uh, one of the best experiences i've ever had in my life and i'm very fortunate enough to be a friend of his and his invited me but uh, for the past couple of years I've not been able to go because I've been I've been working working on these kind of shows yeah. so that is what we'd normally be doing and I'm you know that's the only downside to working on Halloween is I don't get to go to the best party in the world oh god I bet they're amazing as well knowing never met Jonathan but knowing what he's like with his comic book stuff a, and, yeah you know he's absolutely he's a wonderful bloke he's a face he's one of He's, he's, he's one of my heroes, and I'm very fortunate to kind of count him as a pal. And uh, and he is like a comic book madman, yeah. really into his kind of stuff. And also a massive Halloween fan as well. And his party, he goes above and beyond. It's incredible. I'm not allowed to tell you what goes on in there, <laughs> no. but it is just, it is just unbelievable. <laughs> awesome. Yes, that is a shame. That is a shame. You're going to miss that. 
So you've had uh, various things you've done over your career and you've done this sort of stuff a few times. What would you say is the weirdest thing you've been asked to do so far? Oh my God. Um, the weirdest thing I've done, I think the strangest, the position where I questioned my own life was I was in Amy Charles's garage once watching Lauren Harris have a uh, Brazilian vajazzle. <laughs> Okay, yeah. That was the moment where I wondered if if if, if life was having a sick playing a sick joke on me. <laughs> that that's particularly strange, yes. Yeah. <laughs> going going back to the uh, the Halloween stuff, have you ever yeah. experienced anything even remotely kind of that that's changed your scepticism? Oh man, I don't know. I mean no, nothing. You know what? No, I, I don't think so. I'm not saying I don't get scared yeah. or that things don't spook me. It's just that I know that it's just my mind scaring me yeah. rather than, you know, every, everyone's nan has a tale about a chair that moved in the corner of the room or, you know, or someone, some twin getting chills when they're, of the twin had a car accident, all these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. But that, that are kind of, you know, I just, I just think they're whole <laughs> and then it's just, I just, but they still chill you. You know, there's still like spooky photographs or, yeah. you know, the figure in, you know, the photograph of the house and then you look back at it and there's a figure in the bedroom window and all that kind of stuff. It's terrifying stuff. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But there's been nothing that I've seen or, or, or experienced that yeah. has made me think, actually, wow. Because I haven't explained stuff, but... It's just unexplained, you know. Yeah. It's usually scientific. It's usually quite straightforward. It's like when you're watching a magician. You watch David Copperfield do this most incredible magic trick. And the golden rule is if you want to work out how a magic trick is done, you just look at it and go, what is the most obvious way that magic trick could have been done? And it will always be that. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, th- it's, the, yeah. it's the same kind of thing. There's all, you know, as much as you can convince yourself that it was a poltergeist or that it was your 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 dead grandmother talking to you, you could easily convince yourself that actually you just you're just a bit tired and misheard something, or you know, it was the boiler, you know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm a healthy skeptic, but I'm, I'm happy to go along. I enjoy the pantomime of being scared. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, given you enjoyed that sort of thing, what's your favourite horror movie? Oh, goodness. Um, I think it's a weird one. I always, I can remember being really scared by Poltergeist 2 right. when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, there was the, the guy, the guy in Poltergeist 2, I can't remember the, the actor's name. He's quite a famous actor, I think, but he played this kind of weird mid-southern kind of demon wearing a black hat and like a priest outfit that kind of followed Caroline around. Right. I can remember being really, really spooked by that. But then I played it to my kids and they were just like, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> you know, I think the different, you know, horror has moved on. So jaded. So much. <laughs> yeah, but they've got, you know, they've got, they've got Friday Night at Saw Park and they've got, you know, they've got Paranormal Activity actually spooking out quite a lot. I thought that was a great yeah, film. Yeah. The first, yeah. para- first Paranormal Activity was a game changer as much as the first Blair Witch was. Yeah. You know, it was that, and it's, it's just little, it's not necessarily whole, Films that spook me. There's little bits out of lots of different films, like in Paranormal Activity. Is that there's the guy watching um, the video from the night before and seeing that he'd spent kind of like seven hours standing over his girlfriend. Yes, yeah. You know, things like that were like, oh, that's that's weird. That's yeah. really sinister. And like Blair Witch. You know, the first Blair Witch was kind of 
bit naff all the way through, and then the end of it, you just just that little glimpse of that guy who stood with his with his yes. stood facing the wall in the corner. Yeah. Really, you know, for no reason, because it just wasn't wasn't that scary. But it's just the chilling things because it was very human. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? No, it's that, totally. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So couple of last questions because we run a tv website there's two things we always ask people first one is uh what what tv are you watching at the moment obviously we know the walking dead but <laughs> other shows uh-huh. what else are you watching um what, what i was watching at the moment i've got a stack of stuff as, as ever i always have far too much kind of lined up that i need to watch compared to what I've actually got watched. Um, and I've done a night off. I'm obviously balls deep into Westworld at the moment. Yes. Um, I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the final bunch to be delivered to so I can... It's one of the beauties of working for Sky Atlantic is that, is that they're very kindly send you a bunch of stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, so, so I've got a lot of Westworld to catch up on. I'm very much looking forward to the young Pope. Yes. Um, there's, there's stuff that I've, I didn't watch National Treasure, so I've got all that backed up, and I'm hoping in downtime this week that I'm going to be able to watch the rest of that. Um, yeah. I've got Black, Black Mirror to watch again. It's just like a long list of things that, <laughs> that I haven't watched, which I think was the last thing that I really kind of got stuck into. Um, the night off was 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 brilliant. Brilliant, yes. Uh, that's kind of it. I mean, aside from that, I kind of like stuff like Chef's Table. I'm addicted to on Netflix. Right. Um, I thought Preacher was amazing on on Amazon. I really enjoyed yeah. Preacher. Yeah, I thought it was like it reminded me of the first series of first season of True Blood. Before yes. True Blood went really stupid. Um, yes, <laughs> uh, it's kind of just reminded me of that. I thought it was really good, and Dominic Cooper was just. Absolutely excellent, I, isn't it? Yeah. But I think we've got the Irish fella coming on the show, I think, in a couple of weeks' time, so that'd be good. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the, I think TV is so wonderful now is that you can just flit around and, and there's no peer pressure on TV anymore. Because, yeah. uh, because there's so much good stuff around that another man's meat is another man's poison. Yeah. And no one is very, no one's judgy about TV anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing lost. Was with the last kind of divisive kind of uh, program I remember, where people were actually angry if you enjoyed Lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas nowadays everyone's everyone's a lot more forgiving because everyone has their own little kinks, their own little quirks that they enjoy watching. So you know, there's no no one's judgy at all. And it's really really good, really healthy. And all it means is that there's so much more great TV being made. I can love TV. Yeah, I mean, there's some fantastic stuff. HBO obviously do an incredible job and have done for years. Sky Atlantic, their own. Show- Shows are the, you know, the, this yeah. recent batch that they've announced are phenomenal. Um, well, the, we've got 40, 42 series two coming back. I think is that in February sometime. I think. Uh, yes, year? it's it's certainly early in the new year. I don't know whether they've set yeah. an exact date for it yet. So I'm looking forward to that. And what else? What else they to? They've discovered uh, it. So the young popes. Yeah, young pope. You've got coming. You've got uh, Tin Star coming. The um, uh, yes. Tim uh, Roth one which looks really good I, mean, I, I, I hung out with his eye from Sky Atlantic the other day he was a controller of Sky Atlantic and he, he, he just, just looked like a, a, a cat that got the cream yeah. just the best job in the world yeah no there's there's some amazing stuff coming on that on that channel they yeah. seem to have really kicked things up a notch over there it's like they looked at the stuff they were buying they were getting from HBO and going I'm sure we could do this <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly so, and, and 
you know, if you're willing to spend the money and you're willing to hire the hire hire the, hire the talent, then then it, it can only pay off in the end. Yeah, cream always rises to the top. You know, exactly. Um, and my last question would be: if you had the opportunity to be involved with any show other than the ones you're working on at the moment, obviously, which oh show which show would it be? Oh man, that is a really tough one. I think it would have to be. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment until the end of the series. If Westworld is looking like the long game that I think it's going to be, yeah. then we've got to have a, we've got to have an Eastworld spin-off, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You could have have your own little like um, post show thing. That would be brilliant. Yeah. I would, I would, I would very much like to be involved in that. <laughs> yes, yeah, and you, you definitely could get top billing on that one as well. I think that, that's yeah, well worth exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's my birthright. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming on, Joe. It's been fantastic to no talk to you again. All right. No worries, mate. Have a great day. Lovely. Cheers. Okay, mate. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So that was the interview with Jamie East. You can catch him next on Celebrity Haunted Hotel Live, which starts on the 27th of October on W at 9pm. Here are some air date updates. Air date information this week. Got a couple of cancellations. As we were talking about summer shows on CBS earlier, the, the reason they bought Salvation is two of their summer shows have been cancelled, Brain Dead and American Gothic, which only lasted one season. Although I am told somebody tweeted me saying that Brain Dead actually wraps things up quite nicely. So, And Mike was on the show a few weeks ago saying that he was really enjoying it. So it could be one... If it does wrap things up okay, that actually could be one to go and seek out. It's on Amazon over here. Uh, and American Gothic is on Amazon as well. I don't really know anything about that. It is great when they have a chance to finish these stories uh, properly because sometimes, the, the, particularly the American ones, things just end when yeah. the, the cancellation comes in and um, we never do find out what happened to this or that or the next thing. I think prime example being Terra Nova. Right, yeah, yeah. That was such a shame, that show, because I think it could have... It had legs, that show, Terra Nova. I, it I, did, I, I liked it. Yeah, and I like I liked it as well. It's just very unfortunate that it didn't find its feet in the US. So yeah. renewals wise, as we mentioned earlier, American Crime Story's got itself a third season. Uh, changes we have on the site this week Trolled season 6 we now have a date for that coming back on the 7th of November at 9pm that one that's that's the supermarket sitcom which I've, I don't think I've ever actually seen an episode of but it's it's supposed to be quite funny uh, no, she, I haven't either but that's 6 years now it's been on yeah I know there's certain shows that just kind of drift by, by you aren't they yeah. um, Shooter uh, season one of that. This is the TV show based on the Mark Wahlberg film, Marky Mark Wahlberg film, mm. uh, which was actually based on a book as well. Uh, it stars Ryan Philippe, and that's arriving on Netflix on the 16th of November, that one. Uh, I actually saw the film. The film was fine. So The film, the film was fine, and there is there, there are an increasing number of TV series being based on films these days. Yes. Um, yeah. The Westworld seems to be going down quite well. Yes. Um, I think adaptations are of a higher quality perhaps nowadays than they used to be. Yes, I think that's probably true. I I certainly think... Except Rush Hour, obviously. Yes, except Rush Hour. There are always exceptions to overall. There are always <laughs> exceptions. <laughs> then you've got uh, Librarians, which is back for its third season. Again, I, I this is one that kind of passed me by, but I keep on meaning to catch up with it. That's coming to Sci-Fi on the 21st of November at 8pm. Um, that looked quite quite fun, that show. I've, I, uh, but I... 
need to kind of try and catch up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings season four B that's turning up on Amazon Prime Instant Video on the first first of December. I, I saw about half the first season of that, and then it sort of slipped away. And I will go back and watch through it because I seem to remember it was quite good. Yeah, but I think I was there as well, about halfway through the first season, and then uh, it it just got snowed under with too many other things to watch. Yeah, um, it wasn't terrible it wasn't great it was very interesting it was different at least yeah but somehow it just got lost in the fog of other programs yes it it is tricky particularly for shows like that when they're on either netflix or amazon prime that's sort of when they lose out to the broadcast tv for me because if it's broadcast tv and it's kind of coming in weekly and it's something that i'm really really into i want to watch those shows first and then it's like with once upon a time i'm kind of going back to kind of catch up on episodes that i missed when i've got time and there's nothing else on that i want to watch you know and vikings yeah, is a bit yeah. like one of those shows and i just keep on forgetting to go back to it vikings and, and black black sales is the other one yes yeah I get, again halfway through the first season and kind of dropped out of it you know mm-hmm. but uh now it's got a definitive end point i might go back to black sales um elementary season five they announced uh yesterday that, that that will return to Sky Living on the 13th of December. Had thought that that might get held over until next year because they're trying to take the mid-season breakout because it's got quite a big mid-season break that. But they've decided to bring it back in December, which is interesting because they don't usually wait that late to bring shows back because you have a Christmas break. So Well, exactly. It's it's usually October or, or um, November at the latest, isn't it? In yeah. the middle of December is a strange time to, to bring it. Yeah. So, But it, it sounds like they're just going to run it straight through. So um, they're saying no mid-season break, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, season five of that 13th of December. And uh, also there were some... Ads then are running for Lucky Man as coming soon, which is the James Nesbitt show about the the guy that kind of gets the lucky bracelet. It's uh, mm-hmm. based on a Stan Lee idea. We don't know exactly what coming soon means, but my guess is that's either going to be again December or January, which is when it landed last year. It landed in January. So it's a bit of a stretch. I think in the middle of October, end of October, to count January as soon. Yeah, but it's not appeared on any of the press stuff for November. So mm. I would say December or January it makes me think because it's running now that it may be December actually, but um, don't know yet because no. we might find out this week when that when that's likely to land. But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we, we might have ruled out December, but but for the comment on elementary just a moment ago. Yes, yeah. So uh, the next week on TV, lots and lots of stuff coming back. Uh, Flash obviously returns tonight, 25th of October at 8pm. So that's back. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really looking forward to that because I loved the uh, first couple of seasons of that show. Is that your favourite of the four? Yes, I I think Flash is by far my favourite. I really like Flash. I'm quite partial to Legends, actually. I quite like Legends. Yeah, me too. Then probably Supergirl, then Arrow, I think, out of, the, out of the group. I'm waiting for Arrow to turn things around a bit this season. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I got a bit sick of the whole illicity shipping stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, flashback, yes, tonight. The Middle returns for its eighth season on the 25th of October at 8pm. Uh, again, another one that I haven't seen even though it's been on for eight seasons no then we've got undateable season three of that also coming at 8 30 on comedy central that's the uh third and final season of undateable that is 
Arrow returns on 26th. So that's going to be its regular Wednesday night slot, and that's at 8 p.m. I'm really hoping that picks up this season. Then on uh, Thursday, it's the start of Celebrity Haunted Hotel Live, as we were talking about with Jamie <coughs> earlier. So that's got a bunch of celebrities that are are going into this haunted hotel for five nights. Um, or I think they're, they're going in for a night and then they're putting different celebrities in each each episode. Uh, so if, you, if you're if you into those sort of things, uh, those, those <laughs> live spooky kind of things, then that could be quite funny to watch. Those things. I'm wondering what's happening wondering what kind of category or label you might be able to come up with for that. <laughs> those, those supernatural live reality shows. <laughs> I think as far as supernatural live reality shows go, that one's probably one of the best supernatural live reality shows there is. I guess. <laughs> um, also, you've got uh, The Young Pope, which also starts on the 27th of uh, October at 9pm, which is Jude Law playing the Pope which is not a sentence I ever thought I'd say. <laughs> so, plays the first American Pope in history. That looks really good, though. It's one of this new set of uh, Sky Atlantic shows. Uh, uh, as we were talking about with Jamie as well, we, about those, that's one that I'm definitely looking forward to. He's not going to be able to watch that live, though, because he's in the, he's in the Haunted Hotel. Uh, <laughs> so, Rocky Horror Picture Show as well. That's coming on the 28th of October to Sky cinema if you've got the cinema package that's the only way you can watch it this is fox's new version of the rocky horror show starring laverne cox so i'm really interested to see this because i I was such a huge fan of the original rocky horror movie so i i really want to see how they've done it and whether it works well yeah we were were just speaking about uh, remakes being largely of good quality these days so hopefully this is another one yes I hope so I mean the only thing is I suspect it's had its edges taken off a little bit but you know the songs are there it's always good fun so we'll see we'll see yeah yeah. Life in Pieces season 2 of that will land on the 28th of October on Amazon Prime I love this show it's hilarious um, if you've not caught it yet and you've got an Amazon Prime account, go and watch it. I binged watch my way through the entire first series. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It stars a whole bunch of people, Colin Hanks being one of them, as three generations of one family, and they're split into little kind of 10, 15-minute segments of little stories off each of them, and then they kind of cross over with each other. But it's it's wonderfully funny. It's brilliantly written. I can't recommend this highly enough. It's absolutely superb. Oh, that's all there for me. I haven't seen it, but uh, that, that sounds fantastic. It's very much in the same vein of things like Modern Family and that sort of stuff. It's a really, really smartly written comedy and the entire first season is now on Amazon Prime. If you like those sort of comedies, just go and watch it because it's just hilarious. Um, How to Build a Human, which is a one-off show, as we mentioned, which has Gemma Chan at the frontiers of artificial research looking at uh, various how to build kind of humans and synths and how close we are to synths. If you're a fan of humans and you're a fan of Geek Town, I urge you to watch it. You <laughs> might see somebody you recognise other than Gemma. <laughs> I, I don't know yet. Well, there you go. <laughs> but, but possibly. So, yes, that's coming up on the 29th of October at 9pm. Then Humans starts on the 30th of October, which we've talked about already. That starts at 9pm 9, 9 uh, on the 30th. That's on Channel 4. I absolutely love Humans and the greater, the fantastic first episode. So that's well worth looking forward to. 
Channel Zero, which is a horror anthology series, which I was completely unaware of. It's apparently on, on sci-fi, but that popped up on the 31st of October at 10 p.m. Uh, it's airing on Five Star over here, although it is actually a sci-fi show because sci-fi seems to make more money selling their shows to other people. <laughs> so... Yeah. Seems fair. <laughs> yeah, seems fair. So uh, that's coming to five star on the 31st of October at 10 p.m. And then Dark Angel, season one of that. It's a mini series coming to ITV on the 30th of October at 9 p.m. Stars Joanne Froggart from Downton Abbey as Marianne Cotton, a real life Victorian poisoner. And it's a two part costume drama. Not to be confused with Dark Angel, the Jessica Alba series from a few <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yes, very true. A bit different. <laughs> so, yes, yes, a bit different, but uh, I'm sure equally worth watching. So, that's everything for this week. I should also say it's MCN Comic Con in London uh, from Friday this week. I will be down there. I will be wandering around. I may be wearing a Geek Town t shirt, so say hello. I may also be wearing a Red Hood costume, so it's slightly dip- more <laughs> difficult to recognize me in that. But uh, other than that, I have a Red Hood. So, yes, I will be wandering about. You will see me down there. You'll also see Bex Trister down there if you go to the Metal Maid Flesh Stand she's I think working the Metal Maid Flesh Stand which is one of the independent comic books really really good independent comic book and uh, the, they also do zombie bears over there as well which is a great comic book so um, you'll find Bex over there me wandering around when I'm not doing interviews and stuff and I will be there all weekend from sort of halfway through Friday right up until Sunday so if you're around at Comic Con I shall see you then otherwise unless you've got anything else you'd like to add Andrew? Uh, no, that's me for now. I'm going to catch up on The Exorcist, which is a program that started, I think, last week. Ah, yes. Um, which I haven't seen yet. And, and yet another remake, obviously. But uh, that's the rest of my afternoon. <laughs> good, good. So if you want to get the latest news and air date information from either of us during the week, come to geektown.co.uk. You can find all the latest stuff. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post. You can find us at Geek Town on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geek Town, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geek Town, or on Instagram at Geek Town UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Thanks, Dave. Bye bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.